Hello and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan, with me is Luke. How you doing, Luke? Yo, what's up? What is up? Mm, you know, I like your sense of fashion today, Luke. We're the, the, the white <laughs> shirt brigade here. I came straight from outside working. <laughs> Absolutely. I could see the... To do some chatting. The perspiring coming from your yeah. brow. <laughs> this is a this is a disgusting shirt, but yeah. Well, I'm sorry, audio listeners. I hope the smell doesn't come through through <laughs> ear holes. <laughs> Comes through the earmuffs, absolutely, and or into your car. <laughs> oh no, Luke is seeping in. Yeah, sometimes when you talk to someone on the phone, in my job, I have to talk to a lot of people on the phone, and so many of them will just get right up to the to the the mouthpiece <laughs> and just. <sighs> Just breathing. Hello there, just, young man. <sighs> what can I help you with? I, it's it's uncomfortable. I feel like I'm feeling it through through like the earpiece. I'm just like you can oh. feel the hot breath on your yeah, neck. and them clearing their throats. <laughs> um, hello, sir. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm good. Never mind. Never- I gotta Just go. Hang up. <laughs> I don't want to do my job anymore. <laughs> yeah, COVID is coming through the phone right now. Yeah, <laughs> somehow you've made it possible, man. How's your That's week great. been? It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's been a hot one. Working on a fence, huh? We've definitely reached the, uh, well, maybe not, but close to the pinnacle of where we're going to stay in the heat index down here. Well, oh, it's hot. hot, hot I hot. hope. Well, 92, 91 or something like that. I can't. Yeah, once it gets to it like. It couldn't possibly get worse, could it, Jordan? I, I, I think it can. It I think. Could, Luke. <laughs> it could, Luke. The day where I go outside and I'm just like, oh, ah, and my skin just starts melting and I see yeah. people around me bursting into flames. We're yeah. right at the edge of that. So let's hope we stay on this side of that. Yeah, I feel like Florida is always teetering on the edge of just devastation as far as people <laughs> combusting from the heat. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm doing... Oh, update, Luke. I got to update you on this. Yeah. I, I, I meant to send you a picture when it happened, but I forgot. Update me. Um, so I was at work, and one of my coworkers was like, hey, uh, I'm going out to lunch to get something. Does anyone want anything? Oh, where are you going? I'm going to Chick-fil-A. And I was like... Oh, no, th- wait a minute. Mm. Will you get me a side order mm. of macaroni and cheese? That's right. From Chick fil A. Absolutely. And so I had myself some of that mac and cheese. Nice. Dang. It, it is some good stuff, man. Just the fact that it's topped with cheese. It's like the, um, the perfect amount of it's cheese. It's cooked ingredient. so well. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll sear it on the top a little bit. And <laughs> very good. I, I was very pleased. It is. It's so good. Yeah, some of the best like mac and cheese you can have like out. You know, maybe like uh Yeah, I think so. It's it's really good. Shockingly so, I would say. Yeah, I would put it up against anyone's mac and cheese. Dang. Challenge anyone out there <laughs> who's got think they got some good mac and cheese. Luke is weighing you against the fillet. Chick fil A is more the one waiting on you. So bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's uh, get into it and talk about um, what's been entertaining us on the television set. 
or through our ear holes first. Oh yeah, let's talk about some music. What do you, what have you been listening to, Luke? What do you got? It's, you're going first this week, right? Oh, shoot. What 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 Hit am I? Hit me got? with it. Uh, I, I you for- want me to go first? I can yeah, go first. Go ahead. I forgot what I was. Okay. I forgot. Um, this is a band that it just kind of stumbled. It's it's one of the reasons I think you and I would agree that we enjoy Spotify so much. Just I really like their user interface. But then, like, also on top of that, I love the curated, like, playlist that they mm-hmm. set up for you. and Daily mix. So often, I've found, like, back in the day with, like, iTunes, I just, I didn't get the same kind of service from iTunes, you know? And I listened to a ton of music. And I guess it was just because they didn't have the, you know, server capacity or the, you know, whatever the algorithms are that like process, okay, these are the mm-hmm. kind of bands he's listening to. And, you know, I think their service just wasn't set up to do this for some reason. The one thing I will say is I didn't buy a lot of stuff through iTunes. So maybe that would have like helped generate better like recommendations mm-hmm. for me. But, but still the fact that I have, you know, I had like 15,000 songs in my playlist and, you know, I was playing them all the time. I just, you would think you would hope, <laughs> I guess, that it would do that. And it, and it never did. And yet like now I've been on Spotify for, let's see, probably 2012, maybe I think I joined. So eight years now. It's crazy. And it, I will say like, I, I don't know if it's gotten better and better, but it's honestly, it's just kind of stayed good. Yes. You know, especially there's a playlist. They've changed up the interface, you know, a bunch of times, obviously, because it's, you know, it's, it's been, been doing it. They've been doing it for 10 plus years and I've been on it for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one, it's called your discover weekly. And then there's your release radar, which are like just two great playlists that I, I think are the, it's like super geared for you. You know, what you like, yeah. what you listen to. It's, it's interesting the way they do it. But anyways, I've talked enough about that. It's really cool the way that Spotify does that. So, Agreed. um, this band I just stumbled on because of the, I think it was uh, your weekly, Discover Weekly, yeah, is uh, Hawaii, I guess is the way you call them. Hmm. You say that name? H-A-W-A-I. And the song that came up is Circle K, and then in like parens back to you. And so I haven't listened to a lot of their other stuff. I've listened to them a little bit, but I really enjoy them and really like that song. So. Well, that is right my now. recommendation. Also, just the Spotify like discovery. Like, we would love to, to uh, get sponsored by Spotify because we will sing your praises. You are a great service, and I'm they proud really to be a member. And I'm it's a fifteen fifteen dollars a month that I'm happy to give because we have the family plan. So same, it's great. Um, I'll give a quick shout out. Um, it's really just one song, but like this is a band that like they they were basically not doing anything for like 10 years. And all of a sudden, like a few years ago, they released an album out of nowhere. I was like, what? They're, they're back. And it's a band called acceptance. Oh yeah. Um, acceptance is great. They're just a really solid mm-hmm. pop rock band. It's just great. Great vocals, just great writing. Um, they came out with a new uh, single today to kind of build up to a new EP coming out. It's called cold air. Very good. I, I love the band acceptance. They're just so solid mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and I'm excited for their EP. Yeah. The song "Cold Air" is very good. Let's say check it out. It's uh, Phantoms was so good. Oh yeah, back in the, the day. The song called "So Contagious" on that album. Jeez, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's like just an amazing. Nine point three million streams. <laughs> yeah, 
it's it's a great song <laughs> but it is yeah and their their album uh colliding by design was great it has a lot of like 80s and 90s influence i haven't it, listened to that at all it, it's great it is great it's awesome yeah so yeah definitely it's so cool to go back to these bands that you loved and have like music waiting on you it's like a christmas present exactly like, wait know, yeah. what there's, there's 11 songs i've never even heard before by these guys i love it's crazy that like 2005 was when phantoms was released and colliding by design came out yeah 12 years later just wild yeah so good on them and yeah people I'm are listening to this cold them. air it's really good yeah the, the guy's got a really good voice and just the instrumentation is just great it's what you want it's yeah. what you want in a rock band they're not like mm-hmm. reinventing the wheel with anything i don't think but they're just super yeah. solid but yeah that's and it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of guys doing this. No. At least there's not a lot of people that are getting like radio play or, you know, like major following that are doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame. It really is. Cause it's nice to sometimes just listen to something where you're like, Oh, this is just a solid rock band. They're not, yeah. I don't know. It's either like this isn't pop. This is rock. <laughs> Yeah, and it's always either that or like, because there's obviously like the subsections where there's like they're more niche, like heavy metal and punk. If you're into heavy metal and punk, there's always going to be something there, but it's kind of harder to find. Like, oh, this is just a solid, like rock band. It's like more and more yeah. uh, alternative, not Rita, 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 like alternative. Rita, Rita, Rita. Yep, <laughs> One of my favorite genres. You know, Rita, 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 Rita. genre. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's so good. I love this song. Yeah, they they've got it going on. Um, other than that, all right. So, um, I finished Uncharted Four. Um, I said most of what I had to say about it uh, last week, but I, it just wraps up in such a good way. It, it's fantastic. Like just the ending. It actually like kind of just gives me a good feeling when I play it. I'm just like, yeah, but. Highly recommend yeah. that game. I started Lost Legacy, which is kind of like that. Um, it's not a it's a it's a standalone game, but it was kind of like a shorter game. It was sold for less money, um, which is people are saying that's kind of how uh, the Miles Morales game is going to be. Um, but yeah, um, it's an interesting game. I really like Chloe. She's the uh, she's one of the side characters in Uncharted Two and Three, and she's given her time here, and she's a good character. She's funny. She's just uh, got a cool vibe about her. Um, it's all like in India. And it's interesting because they, we'll talk about The Last of Us 2 in a little bit, but they experimented with a, an open world with Naughty Dog where it's like, okay, here's this big open area. Go over here, do some stuff. Go over here, do some stuff. Explore. Over, and and it's, uh, they do it pretty well um, without taking away from Uncharted's like set piece nature that they have where you're like on an adventure and they're like kind of, trying to funnel you in, in a direction yeah but it, it's interesting to see them experiment with this and i think they do a good job uh, but i haven't finished it yet i know it's really short but uh i switched gears because last of us part two is out and um i am now uh eight and a half to nine hours into last of us part two it came out just a couple days ago um so far um my impression of this game, huh? It's kind of hard to boil down. I mean, I'm just giving you impressions. I'm in eight to eight and a half to nine hours, so I think I probably am like a third of the way through it. So I have a ways to go. Mm-hmm. But um, I was hearing as long as forty for like the longest playthroughs. That's crazy. That's really long. Like for, on the low end, like twenty five. 
Yeah, um, I'm probably going to be somewhere in the middle. Like, uh, I'll explain why. Like, okay, because as I said, this game does um, really go into a more open environments a lot a lot more so like in the original uncharted so here's the gaming loop of, of not uncharted started the last of us the last of us here's what you do you go through like areas where it's mainly the focus of story you watch a cutscene. you're walking through an environment and you're talking to the characters so that's one thing you do and then there's sometimes environmental puzzles uncharted does the same thing where it's like okay i need to get over here I need to figure out how to do that, whether it's climbing up something or mm. uh, finding something like a, like a platform to help me get up there. And so there's environmental puzzles. And then there is a combat, which is either going to be in like an all out combat thing where you just have to do, do combat, or it's going to kind of put you in a more stealth situation, like put you in a situation where it's like, okay, if you, if you go about this, you just rush in, you're dead. You're just dead. And so you have to be a little stealthful about it. And so, it, it, it's the same kind of gaming loop loop here, except, you know, expanded. But uh, so the story, it's great. I mean, I have no complaints about the story so far. Um, the acting is great. All this stuff is great. Naughty Dog has just been consistently great with this for a long time now. Um, and the gameplay itself is great. Like it controls really well. They've given you a lot more options as far as uh, stealth is concerned, like stuff like tall grass, uh, they didn't have this in the original Last of Us. That was already a game that was like pushing the limits as far as what the PlayStation 3 can handle. But yeah. Tall Grass is like, it's definitely a uh, consumption thing when it comes to the GPU. Hmm. And so there's a lot of tall grass to hide in, which is actually a game changer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the fact that like, because a lot of times it's ducking under like behind couches behind like walls and and stuff like that and so this gave you a whole new thing to where it's like okay i can now go under out of cover take some shots at this these people like run around the corner and then duck into some tall grass and then they just they'll lose me for a while um then, i think of like a reviewer being like yeah the new play dynamic you've seen that it's the grass man the grass it's so cutting edge it is funny how like things like that sound so simple when thrown into a familiar formula can like feel like it mixes up the gameplay but that being said i mean it is extremely similar i do feel like it's not like i'm like wow it's like a different game you know it's the same way how uncharted 4 is like oh it's definitely there's more um it's more dynamic and there's a lot more you can do it's a lot more open uh, but essentially, it's just uh, the same gameplay with just a lot more options. So it's the same thing here, and it's great. It's really great. It uh, feels good. But here's the, the one thing I, I'm running into that, that is actually kind of a negative for me. Um, okay, so one part of like going through environments, like getting from point A to point B to basically either the next story objective or to just the next gunfight, you'll go through like these ruined cities. Uh, and uh, there'll be a house here or there that you can explore because a big part of it is scrounging for resources, whether it be bullets or like crafting materials. Like crafting isn't like this huge thing like Minecraft, but there's like several things that you can craft and there's like a variation of probably like six or seven ingredients. You can have like rags, scissors, alcohol, like stuff like that. Like there's like seven of them and you can just go through drawers, picking stuff up. Um, And that, that was definitely a thing in the last of us. And you know, it's, it's a portion of the game being like, okay, I'm in a room. I'm going to go through this room, look through every drawer and look through, look for resources. So, but something that I'm coming across it being so open now 
there's a lot more of that and and almost in my opinion a little too much of that i feel like i'm just spending a lot of time going through houses picking up crap going through mm-hmm. houses picking up crap sounds like fallout <laughs> I, yeah i mean it's a, it's a similar kind of deal but it's always going to be the same stuff every now and then so there'll be a few things you can find again resources to craft bullets nammo and all that stuff mm-hmm. and you'll find lore things so ma- mainly it comes in the form of notes you know and that sounds that, very resident evil-ish yeah i mean yeah sure definitely it's that, that survival kind of dynamic horror. exactly um and, and the notes like there's a lot of them <laughs> and sometimes i just get tired of reading them like you know because you pick them up and you're yeah. like, huh and then you can read them but they they usually boiled they're they're interesting stories they're well written notes but a lot of times they'll like boil down to kind of a similar thing you're looking through a a house that is not occupied anymore so it's something like oh man my brother went to go check on uh, you know so his resources and came across i hope you know we hope he comes back and it's usually something sad or whatever and honestly it's I get kind of sick of reading them, so I kind of a lot of times skim skim my way through. Yeah. But I am very guilty of skimming. <sighs> There's so many games that have so much story. It's oh, uh, what was it that the uh, that uh, Xbox arcade game, uh, Outer Worlds? Mm. There was so much reading. Yeah, I just freaking tap X X X X X X. <laughs> like okay, I don't really care about your life story. Yeah, and it, it doesn't really factor that much into it usually i mean sometimes it'll give you like some it's based they're optional of course you don't have to read that stuff but it's like when you're picking up well you want to finish the game right it's like i don't have time for this i just i want to get to the main story and and exact and like all that stuff that you can explore and grab for resources i mean obviously a lot of that stuff's optional but because but you want to get the bullets you want to get the crafting stuff because you don't want to find yourself in it it's because like resident evil or at least the early ones yeah. resources are limited you'll usually come into a battle situation where you're like okay my revolver has six bullets uh, my rifle has four and i have two two uh, shells in my shotgun you know like stuff like that and i have one molotov cocktail and so yeah. that that can make a huge difference especially um if you find yourself in a situation where like well there's a lot of people and i mean sure you can sneak up on people and kill them that way but again your options are limited if you don't have enough resources and so you want to go around exploring uh, the houses and getting stuff and oh man because they really incentivize it but sometimes i'm like man this is a lot (laughs) you know this is just a lot of my time right now and so but every other part of the the game i'm loving like i think the combat is great like I, i like I think fighting the human characters a little bit more than the uh, infected because that's kind of how it mixes up. There's like a few different factions of human enemies and then there's the infected, which um, there's a lot of variety in how you take them down. And it's great. It's smart. It's just, it's, I don't have a single complaint about the com- combat uh, so far. So, but in the story's great. It's just uh, it's, when it gets into the exploration parts where I'm like, wow, this is a big area. And I feel like I've just been for hours. If the if the area is big enough, it'll take me so long to go through these houses and being like, what's in here? Yeah. What's in here? What's in here? Oh, another note. Oh, okay. And, and it's just a lot. You don't find it that rewarding. It just drudges on. After a while, no. Too I mean, long. Because there's never a point where you're like, 
because like no matter how much you explore they're never going to give you enough resources in these houses to be like yeah. i am like <laughs> locked and loaded like never never yeah. you'll have like Just like resident evil yeah you sometimes they'll give you enough to feel comfortable in, in a situation yeah. but i'm never gonna be and like all hell will break loose exactly i'll run into these uh raiders or whoever they are and then just like there goes all my bullets i mean yeah just kind of how it is and uh so i feel like i don't know yeah but it, it's either way it's very good it's very violent I, I gotta i gotta bring that up if if you're if violence in video games bothers you which sometimes it does it's not like uh, when you kill someone in this game it's it is kind of gruesome i mean like they do things because you can already tell that like this game is about hatred and uh how that turns into violence and all that stuff which is a great lesson but like <laughs> yeah like they go out of their way this time to like all the npcs like all the enemies are named they'll like call out to each other they'll be like johnny johnny come over here mm-hmm. and they mix it up by there's also women like in those groups that you have to take down and mm-hmm. and there's they use dogs and to track you down which changes up the gameplay element How dare but they? yeah no it's very sad like the first time you have to kill a dog it's very sad and they and they uh the developer said well yeah uh, for all you animal lovers you don't have to kill the do- bull crap they're the first like honestly unless you're just so good they're the first things you want to kill because they're tracking your scent and they're yeah. usually the first things that are going to find you. And so it's, it behooves you to take them out first. <laughs> and so yeah. it's, it's very sad. But I mean, it's whatever. It's a video game. But um, there was a Call of Duty where one of the like, like extra things in multiplayer that you unlocked was to like send a dog out. And he would just go around like killing people. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> a lot of gunning down of dogs. Yeah. Uh, at least there's no children. At least not yet. I mean, they're not yet. Like, get them, kid, or anything like Send that. Send the attack child out. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> there hasn't been that yet. So we got everything else. We got men, women, and dogs. There's no children or elderly people yet. So oh my gosh. But yeah, it's gruesome. When you grab them and you just stick the knife in, you're just—it's like kind of slow. And like sometimes it, it, this is—I'm sorry, this is rough. But sometimes you'll like shoot them, but it's not like a kill shot. But they're—you got them. And they don't die immediately. Yeah. And it's like, and they're like, ah, ah, and you're just like, jeez, oh my God. Mercy kill. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's very violent. It's extremely violent. So if that bothers you, I don't know. You might not want to want to play this game. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's fine because yeah, violence is part of this story, <laughs> but yeah, I'll probably update you again when I beat it, which will probably be night by next week. But um, one more thing I wanted to bring up because I said that I would. I did watch Artemis Fowl, Luke, on the yeah. on Disney Plus. Um, was it as good as you thought it was going to be? No, I mean, I think <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's one of those weird kind of bad movies where there's like those bad movies like uh, Cats, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is just wild that they thought that this would work, but in this, it's just so boring like and it just i never felt like i start i was ever watching a movie you ever get that feeling where you're watching a movie and you're like feel like it's never left its first act (laughs) you're like all right here we go right yeah right up the movie's over you know it's just it's very strange feeling and i just feel like i sat and like looked at a poster for an hour and a half basically (laughs) it just 
yeah, you know, I just don't have that much do to not say. sound like good things. No, it's it's really bad. I mean, I try to come out with something nice to say about the movie, but I can't. I mean, the visual, it's not like Maleficent where I'm like, yeah, this is a bad movie. The visuals are nice. I mean, the visuals are run of the mill. The, the kid actor, like the kid, Artemis Fowl, he's really bad. <laughs> I ain't being mean to a child. I mean, it's like his first role too, but man, holy crap. And like, uh, that's yeah. rough when that's the, literally the titled character of the movie. Yep. Yep. I mean, I have no idea what the movie was about. Like not in a way where I'm like, this is confusing or anything like that. It's not. It's just very much like you're watching it and you're like, what is this even, what is this doing? There's a, yeah. a lot. And it's like, who is this character? And like, to so much to the point where it's like the, one of the closing lines of the movie is like uh, the kids talking to like a, a villain on the phone. He's like, my name is Artemis Fowl and I am a criminal mastermind. And I literally said aloud as I was watching this alone, because Amber will not watch this with me, understandably so. And I was like, what? Criminal mastermind? How was, so I get, this is based on a book and I'm guessing they veered far off course when it came to the criminal mastermind portion so far that I had no idea it was even really a part of the movie. And so, but that line was at the end of the movie. So I was just like, what was that? What this was? Anyway, oh boy. yeah, it, it's, it's really bad. And I saw it's sad in the beginning of the movie with like a Kenneth Branagh film. I was like, dang. Kenneth Braun is pretty talented as a director and an actor. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> His name had to be attached to that, but Oof. yeah, it'll probably trickle into obscurity and you won't have to worry about it for too long, but yeah, no, really very oh, I'm bad. sure it will. What you got yeah. Luke? Um, so I watched a couple things and one at the end that we're going to talk about that. I'm excited to hear what you think. And, Yeah, it's something you've talked about before that I finally experienced. So the first one is I went back, or no, actually, eh, I'll mention the newer one first. So I watched the new HBO show that I had mentioned a while back ago called Run Mm. with Donald Gleason, uh, Merritt Weaver. And yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's an interesting concept for a show. Um, People might know Merritt Weaver. I was looking through it. It's incredible how many different shows she's been in she she was in um marriage story she was in um signs years and years ago she was in birdman michael clayton um the walking dead for a while looks like maybe a season or two of the walking dead and i think the thing i remember her from she's into into the wild I, i don't even remember that um she was in new girl so that's kind of the mm. thing I can kind of remember. She was in seven episodes of New Girl. Um, she works. Oh, my but gosh. Yeah, she's, uh, she's pretty good. I, Of course, I'm a huge Donald Gleason fan, so that was really what kind of yeah. brought me to this show. And, yeah, it's it's not a show that blows my socks off in any ways, but it's interesting enough. You know, their, their lives and what's happening slowly unravel episode to episode, and you start to understand what their situation is and – they kind of, you know, use their chemistry to kind of dy- develop what their dynamic is and what the future holds for the two of them. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, I always worry, especially with a show that just came out about saying too much. So mm. trying to stay kind of <laughs> easy to spoil. Know. Um, kind of, uh, you, uh, we've only watched three episodes, so we haven't watched it all. Um, I, 
I don't, I, I know it's a new show, but I, I think it looks like it's already all come out. You know, HBO mm-hmm. is they'll kind of release it episode to episode. So the last one was May 24th. So yeah, I guess it's done a few weeks ago. I guess it finished up. The plot doesn't tell you anything on IMDb. It just says two ex lovers activate a long planned escape to disappear together. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, they they jump on this train together and then you kind of slowly find out what their situation is. They just like leave their lives and jump on this train together. And yeah, I mean, that that pretty much does wrap it up right there. So it's kind of interesting. It says comedy. I I don't know. (laughs) I think thriller is probably the best thing. Romantic thriller would kind of be the way I would say. I don't know that it's really that funny. It's just... You know, it doesn't look very funny. It's just kind of a dr- dramatic thriller kind of show. So, yeah, it's it's somewhere in the middle of the road for me. I, I would say if if you're looking for something to watch, you know, HBO the the quality of their filming is just always top notch. Like, yeah, it's it's amazing. I've kind of noticed the same thing with Apple TV. They've done a great job of you know doing this great dynamic, and um, for some reason, all the shows seem to have the same like quality of filmography of like angles and shots and just like Mm. just good quality overall for the storytelling you know from the camera's point of view so in that way i would say the show is is really cool it's kind of cool the the dynamic of run like in the thing it has like the blur and when you watch the trailer you see that in the background and i think it's cool how throughout the show you know they're on the train for most of the show oh so there's or at least the first three episodes i don't don't know what happens after that but it's kind of cool like the the background of the train i don't know it has this consistent like blurred look and i don't know for me there's something about that maybe this is just me and me being dramatic about it but there's something about that that kind of just tells the story of like what this show is about like the idea that like their lives are in this like runabout and they're in this place where like they don't know where they're going and I don't know. I, I think that's kind of cool. So yeah, I, I like the uh, cinematography about this show in that way. Do you know if this is a show that is like a mini series or it's like, it has a continuation to it or it just says TV series on IMDb. Okay. So I think, I think their plan is to have future episodes. Cool. I, I've all, I'm only three episodes in, so, you know, I don't know where we're going, but Yeah. Donald Gleason. I mean, come for Donald Gleason. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, I'm you know, excited. He's, he's I'm just like, great. I think I might watch that tonight. I'm looking for some new shows here. So that, that looks good. Yeah. All right, cool. So the other one we went back and watched, we've been, Bethany and I have been kind of jumping back in and watching some old movies. So we watched this silly one and we were just kind of looking through like, we literally asked the Apple TV because there was some movie and we still can't remember it that we had wanted to watch that the two of us have been like, yeah, I, I said, I haven't seen that. She's like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen that either. We should watch it. And I swear we saved it somewhere, but I don't know. It's lost to the ether at this point. I guess we'll just keep looking, and one day we'll be like, that's the movie. <laughs> so in our search for whatever the heck that movie is, we uh, we stumbled on Splash. Oh, okay. So we thought, we thought Tom Hanks might have been like the main actor. We couldn't remember if it was Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, or... Uh, was ben, ben Stiller. Those are like three of our favorite actors. So it was just like, maybe, you know, maybe they were the lead in whatever the movie we're trying to find. So we were looking through Tom Hanks movies and uh, yeah, Splash came up and obviously I'm sure as you know, it's on Disney plus. So oh, yeah. it's easy to watch and 
Daryl Hannah, Eugene Levy, and I didn't realize Ron Howard had directed it. So mm-hmm. I guess that's part of why I liked it. I, I, Ron Howard always, I think, has created great movies. Um, I don't know if this is a high point in his career, but <laughs> I think yeah. it, it was directed well. It was, you know, the story I think flowed pretty well. It's it's a super goofy story. Obviously, it's basically a Little Mermaid, but in real life <laughs> in mm-hmm. New York City, and. Uh, so yeah, Tom Hanks. I mean, he's just great, and Daryl Hannah. You know, she's she's good quality, and Eugene Levy is always the always <laughs> just good. the the greatest goof. He's <laughs> just the best. Um, yeah, Shit's Creek was so good. It was it was great to watch like his most recent thing that he's been in, mm-hmm. and then go back and watch this, which has got to be super early on in his career. Yeah, I would um, say. I know, like he started off in like Canadian comedy it was his big break, and so yeah. It's cool to see him get this and become the actor he is today. Did you hear He's about the great. edit in the the Disney yeah, Plus version? Did. Yeah. Did you yeah. notice that? When we were watching it, it was like, oh, yeah, this is the part. Yeah. It's pretty early on in the movie. It's so goofy. It's it's so obvious, too, if you're looking at it. Yeah. To do it that way. I guess if you didn't know about it, you probably would miss it. But it was like, okay, that clearly looks like somebody went into Photoshop and used the clone tool. This <laughs> is like clone hair, clone hair, clone hair. It's like she's transforming into a Wookiee. It's very strange. Because <laughs> God forbid we see butts. Oh, Lord forbid. <laughs> oh, man. For some reason, like, when you know when a movie is so bad, you, like, sometimes equate it to it being, like, inappropriate because <laughs> that for some reason literally when i saw that fan four, four stick or fantastic four the uh josh trank one was on disney plus i was thinking i was like is that the worst allowed? superhero movie ever made worst yeah. Superhero mo- yeah i was like is that even allowed then i was like okay i don't think <laughs> there is even it. allowed i was like for some reason mm-hmm. i equated it to being like there's some offensive stuff in it i'm like oh, wait no the offensive stuff is oh, just that it's definitely so offensive bad stuff. it's offensive in that way <laughs> It's not like Howard the Defensive, Duck, yeah. Which there's like you know, <laughs> duck nudity in, but duck nudity. Yeah, there is. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, if you're looking for a good throwback, 1984's Splash. 84. I think it was that old. The always great Tom Hanks. Oh yeah. It's worth a watch. I agree. It's very 80s. So I I'm a sucker for anything 80s. So um. So the last one, Jordan. The time has finally come. I'm ready. So yesterday, I, uh, I, I had forgotten that I had downloaded this game. I'd forgotten we had talked about it coming to Game Pass, and I had downloaded it like weeks ago, and I'd just forgotten about it. So I'm playing my Call of Duty, and I'm like, you know, I'm just kind of sick of playing Call of Duty. <laughs> I play it far too much. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I, I, I was looking through my updates. I was like, that's right. I downloaded this. It's time. No Man's Sky. Oh, So I opened shoot. that thing up. And I probably put maybe three hours, uh-huh. maybe something like three hours into it. And it's really good. I really enjoy it. That is yeah. it's really cool. I mean, I wasn't there, you know, <laughs> early on. So I don't know where we came from in August of 2016 <laughs> when all the drama yeah. was happening and everyone was so disappointed. But I'm here now and the game that I get to play I really enjoy, and I think, I think its systems are very well designed. Um, I, th- I can see how 
a lot of this stuff is procedure or probably all of it is procedurally generated, <laughs> but it's done in a way that doesn't make it feel that way. There's definitely some games to where it's like, well, that's clearly just a clone of this thing changed a little bit, but like just the expanse of how big this freaking game is, is just, it still is absolutely mind blowing. It says in the IMDb or in the Wikipedia that it includes 18 quintillion planets, (laughs) which is just, I mean, that's insane. That's hilarious. It's hard to even understand. Yeah. Each with their own ecosystem with unique forms of flora and fauna and various sentient alien species, which is crazy. Yeah. It really is crazy. But the terraforming is so cool. And the the mining and yeah. I, I feel like this is a game that you could just spend a lifetime in if you were really hooked. Um but it's really cool. I, I don't know that I'll play it for that much, but mm-hmm. I definitely play it for a while. And um, yeah, so I'm kind of trying to pick my planet at this point, figuring out how to like traverse planets. And yeah, I remember one of the biggest things. So Jordan and I used to have a, an old podcast that we talked about similar things. And yeah. and back then when we were running, when we were talking on that podcast, um, this game was still rumored and it was coming and, then this game actually came out after our pet podcast ended before this podcast began. And mm-hmm. I remember you mentioning, and it was something that had impressed me when we further saw the first trailer is finally a freaking game where you get in a starship and you just lift off and go through the atmosphere into space. Yeah. And then you just keep going. And the amazing thing is that there's no loading. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> it just goes still impressive. On our, you know, on these consoles that we have now, on the internet we have now, all that's able to work, mm-hmm. like well, and it looks good. Like mm-hmm. it's not pixely. It's not like oh, this looks like an indie game, which it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's Hello Games, which is you know a pretty small studio, and it works and it looks good. I mean, I would put it right up against a AAA, you know, sci-fi game. I would yeah. put it up against Battlefield. You know, probably in many ways, Battlefield would look better, but Battlefield's not doesn't have eighteen quintillion planets, <laughs> and you know, Battlefield's not allowing you to leave atmosphere, which I which I always wish that Battlefield did. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's very impressive, and all the hype. I think it was worth it because this is this is very impressive, very impressive. I'm very happy that you get to play this right now. I mean, not that like it's just such a it's such a great experience right now and it's it's great because like there's games that like make it more difficult to get into as the game progresses a lot of mmos are like that like if you're gonna play dc universe online it gets harder and harder like the more stuff happens like if you take time away and you come back and you're like what in the world i'm so far behind i i'd have to spend so much money to even you know in in this game like they they make these updates with the the beginner in mind and uh, it's it, it improves that experience too. Mm-hmm. It's it's so great, and I've always I've mentioned this before. Hello Games is just so generous when it comes to this game, where they're like, there's not any um, paid DLC or microtransactions, but like it seems like every few months they come out with this big update, and they're like, oh yeah, here's mechs. Oh yeah, here's living spacecraft. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, here's this and this, and they some of them are huge, some of them are medium, some of them are small updates, and it's just. 
it's wild. This game's been out for a long time now, and it just keeps getting better. And it's yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a great time to get into it, and it's awesome that it's cross play now. It's cross play between all three, um, mm-hmm. between PC, PlayStation Four, and Xbox. And that's just great. That's a great thing. Yeah, that that yep. that's very happy. That makes me very happy. Luke. Cool. All right. Absolutely. Uh, let's <laughs> go ahead now. We have a few things to discuss this week just nothing uh major but a few uh few things we thought were worth bringing up on the on the pod a few very silly things too yeah you know it's whatever man you know really um one one thing to kind of follow up i think is important uh, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago about amc's potential closure and obviously that's still on the table but uh, we did get an announcement from both companies about um when they're going to reopen and that will be uh, July, mid-July, I know, but July 10th for Regal for sure. That's what concerns us the most because that's what we have in our town. But that is their opening day. A um, mm-hmm. few uh, facts about that. Um, from, uh, from what we know when, uh, with Regal, if you have the unlimited membership, you actually get a free month of that, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, uh, it's probably a, a way to further lure you into uh, the theater, not have you cancel or, or just to help you out, I guess, during these financial times, whatever their incentive was. Uh, it's free for a month. Um, they're going to have uh, contactless uh, concessions. Not really sure how that works, but um, right on. Throw you the concession. Yeah, Throw you your bag of popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, hop! Like those fish guys or whatever, right? Um, <laughs> there's a big hugabaloo, hubabaloo, hubba hugabaloo, hugabaloo the bear. I don't know what the phrase sure. is. I'm just <laughs> saying things. Uh, there's a lot uh, said about their mask policy over the week because uh, initially neither of them were clear as to them whether or not masks would be required, and uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, people upset about this, um, and now uh, they have reversed that and made it or at least made it very clear that masks will be required for um employees and guests and uh well you know yeah so i'm just reading about this so it's gonna be amc regal cinemark and alamo draft house so i mean it's everywhere everywhere yeah yeah um so i was thinking about that um and when you're in the theater you know, I've come to the conclusion that I think when you're in the theater, I think we should instate a rule that we should wear masks forever. That being so, it'll be an incentive for people not to freaking talk in the movies. Don't talk in the movies. Or at least there should be an enforcer who has a gag handy. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they'll just go I'll over your head and say, sorry. You're going to have to wear this the rest of the movie. Is that actor the guy we saw? <laughs> Just puts a padlock on the back. We'll unlock this when the movie's over. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though. I'm kind of like, oh, yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, mask, sure. I'll, I'll do whatever. That's fine. But then, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe it'll be an incentive for people not to talk because it sucks when you have to talk in a mask. And so just shut up and watch the movie so here we go but definitely <laughs> um but what's coming out in the the first month or so, or so so they move tenant back i think to the end of the month mm-hmm. so it's coming out this the month yeah. in july but beginning the end of july right mm-hmm. i think it's they, the 27th or 
something like that. Yeah, so I think we'll probably be looking at a lot of re-releases, a lot of uh, some indie movies probably. Maybe, yeah, some of those movies that didn't really get a fair shot in theaters like uh, maybe Scoob or... Uh, yeah, I feel Hunt. like it should be allowed to re, you know, be re-released. Yeah. Those movies at the end. Was that that, that Pixar? Uh, I never can remember the name of that movie. Onward. <laughs> Onward. <laughs> I keep thinking like wayward or something for some reason. <laughs> the theater. Have you heard this movie Eurovision? I haven't heard of this. It's a. Uh, is that the one that's going to Netflix? With uh. It's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Pierce Brosnan, Rachel McAdams, Adams. Dan Stevens, and Demi Lovato. Yeah, it's like a musical sort of, or like about <laughs> musical competition. I saw the trailer. I was just looking at like so what's coming out, and this is yeah the Eurovision Song Contest, which is a contest that began in Switzerland in 1956 with seven participating West European nations <laughs> based I mean, on a wildly popular long-running international TV music competition. Huh. Yeah, have you seen, if you seen the trailer? It's basically just them singing some uh, Euro synth pop song with uh, Rachel <laughs> McAdams and Will Ferrell. It's pretty funny. I mean, this looks great. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. It actually does look great. That's quite a cast. Yeah, it's coming to Netflix. It's pretty cool. Yeah, June 26th. What? That's this coming week. Yeah, that's real soon. It's <laughs> crazy. Um, like Bloodshot, that would be one. Like, mm-hmm. man, I hope that gets some time in the theater. Yeah, it was. It was there like a week. Like seriously, that yeah. and like the hunt. It's very they, sad. They weren't there like at all. I remember being like, uh, maybe not when it was coming to that point. And so it was like right then yeah. they even reduced the seating at that time. It was, they were like for a yeah. full week. The theaters were like okay, fifty percent. Uh, capacity, and then they're like, "Okay, never mind, we're closing." <laughs> mm. But yeah, that's tough. Yeah, but good on them. Uh, I hope that they're able to make money to stay open. We, oh yeah, it's just not a feasible thing for like AMC is sinking. They are, <laughs> they are still they all have to be. Yeah, they are in trouble. I mean, I don't know the state like the Regal in a uh, center world, which is I guess their uh, owner. That's uh over in the UK, mm-hmm. they haven't been as uh, for, uh, forthcoming as far as their uh, financial state, but can't be good. <laughs> can't be yeah. good. And so they, they got to do something, not. man. Or if you want movies, if you want movies to stay around, they got to do something. They can't just skate on by being closed for another few months. They're just going to be gone. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyways. I see some movies that are set to release that... There's a Russell Crowe movie called Unhinged that was yeah. set for July 1st. That's now moved to July 10th. What is that? I haven't seen a trailer for Unhinged, but I do. See, you're right. I do see that that's coming the he very can first day. To anyone? What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, okay. I mean, it kind of looks like a smaller like studio. A psychological Solus, thriller studio that takes something we've all experienced road rage to an uh, unpredictable and terrifying uh, conclusion. A young woman who finds herself running from a man with a severe case of road rage. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, I guess I'll see it because it'll be the only thing there, I guess, with Russell Crowe. You know, you can imagine. Can you real- not drive? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm. <laughs> uh, he'll be the gladiator version of himself but just behind the wheel <laughs> yeah or javert from uh <laughs> les mis <laughs> yeah 
Great, great. Can't wait to watch it because it'll be our, our only option <laughs> as far as new movies. It's all are. leading up to Tenet, my friend. Tenet, yeah. I'm excited for sure. Got, yeah, Mulan and Tenet are coming out towards the end of July. Tenet, I can't, I can't wait, man. I'm super excited about that. We've been avoiding trailers, trying to ignore it. Yep. But um, I, um, after Tenet, we um, neglected to talk about this about a month after theaters open. We're going to be getting Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah, the tra- the first trailer came out last week, but we had other things to talk about. Yeah, we forgot about it. Whatever. Um, yeah. What do you think about that trailer? I think it looks pretty good. Um, I think they have a you know high bar to reach. Um, I think those movies are regarded in varying <laughs> <laughs> levels of quality. So um, for me, I really enjoyed them. They're super goofy. I don't think they should be taken seriously in any way. So anybody who's like, oh, well, I don't think the quality of the comedy was up to the standard. It's like, it's a comedy movie, dude. Like, chill out. So (laughs) for me personally, it's supposed to be super goofy. It's a complete joke. Everything about it's a joke. So it's like, I enjoyed both of those movies. Obviously, the second one was not as good as the first one, but it's just super goofy humor and... I don't think there's enough of those movies coming out. So I'm excited about two, you know, pretty good actors mm-hmm. coming together to create a throwback to what was, I thought, good quality 80s humor. So we need some comedy. I'm looking forward man. to it. We need some comedy. I thought the trailer looked pretty good. Yeah. Same. Same. I mean, obviously, it doesn't look like. Oh my God! This is gonna be the greatest movie ever, or anything yeah, like that. No. It just it looks it looks fine. <laughs> you know, I don't think that trailer tells a big story about what the movie is actually gonna be like. I think it's it's very much just a tease. So take it for what it is, a tease. It's what you said, Luke. We don't get a lot of movies like this where they're like these <laughs> caricatures. You know, we just don't get that very often. It's usually. Um, yeah, it's usually a, a real world kind of comedy that we we get mm-hmm. a lot of times, and sometimes you need absurdity in your life. I don't know, so I, I'm I'm glad it's uh I'm glad it's coming too. Yeah, there are very few comedies like that right now for sure. Indeed, let's see what else we have. Um, the goofiest story of the day. Yes, let's hear it. What's the goofiest? Story Hasbro of the day? now makes a life size animatronic talking Deadpool head. It's crazy. <laughs> That has a body not included. It says on the packaging. <laughs> <laughs> Let oh, me see this. I got. Great. I gotta see this. Hold on. So, CNET is uh, enjoying their themselves with this. Hold on. I gotta struggle through my uh, declutter <laughs> uh, trailer. Wow. How about that? Is Let's watch a CNET video, everyone. It's not Ryan Reynolds, apparently. Not Ryan Reynolds? I just want to see some. That's crazy. It looks really good. It's pretty great for a a nerd collection, for sure. It moves and reacts to sounds. It has some very specific responses if placed in a refrigerator, apparently. Wow. The eyes change shape. Yeah. How much is this thing? Up to 600 phrases. I don't see a price here. Let me, let me take a look. See if I can purchase it for the podcast. It could be one of our co-hosts <laughs> and just sit there. What do you think? Snarky <laughs> remark. Yeah, that's crazy that it can go into the fridge. 
that she said. Um, I don't see it. Um, it says pre-order will be available to ship on a pro- in, in uh, September, but limit two per customer. I have no idea how much this thing is going to be, but I can imagine probably a couple hundred dollars. Right? Figure is also app enabled, which may al- even allow for more talking in the future. I'm sorry. I see the pre-order. It's a hundred dollars. Yeah. But that isn't as insane for something like this. Of course, I'll never buy it, but it's official Marvel Hasbro. So, oh yeah, kind of expect it to be the big boys. It looks funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought this was a this was a little interesting. Um, we've been talking a lot about next gen, obviously, like last last week and a few weeks ago. Um, there's been a lot of questions, at least that I've had about um, what they call kind of in general forwards compatibility. But uh, like what Xbox calls uh, smart delivery, the idea that you buy a game on the uh, at least one of these games that's coming out like maybe this year towards the end of this year, you buy it and then that game gets enhanced to the next gen kind of version of the game. Is, is that kind of a decent explanation of that? Well, yeah, I mean, basically, but I don't know if this is saying the same thing as you said, but the idea is just the server just detects whatever you're on and sends you the copy that's right for you know whatever level spec pc you have or whatever console you have so yeah and same idea but yeah my response is of course why wouldn't it do this i can understand a little bit like thinking about it maybe i was being harsh by saying okay i bought for you bought you know grand theft auto 5 why didn't just download happen well i guess because the playstation 4 wasn't backwards compatible maybe i mean the xbox one was so I, my do my feeling on this especially with like the gta remake thing especially now that they're doing it for a third freaking time yep. which is just what but my thought was okay so back when we bought xbox one ps4 how much work <laughs> did you know rockstar put into it because it did look better but it, i just feel like i want to pay a fair price for the amount of work that it took to do the thing that you had to do to bring me this copy. So like, let's just be reasonable about this. Me paying $60 for an entirely new game, essentially, it's just unfair. (laughs) It just is. But even like what we were talking about, No Man's Sky, like honestly, those guys probably... You know, they didn't have a choice because they were about to have no fans, so they had to give it away. But like from what I understand of what they did with Next, they deserved to have money yeah. <laughs> for all the work that they put in. They'd already worked like crazy to develop the original game. So yeah, I, I'm rambling a little bit, but my point just being like I never thought that the GTA five should have been the full sixty dollars. Like it no. should have been maybe $15, $20. Like, if you guys have to do a bunch of work to up it and all that, you know, I understand. You know, if, you, if you're doing a Final Fantasy VII thing, we're developing an entirely new game with an entirely new story, okay, that's a new game. That's, that's something different. But if you're just transferring it from Xbox One to PS5 and, like, upping it to 60 frames, there's no reason. There's no reason I should have to pay anything. If it's the same game, you know... That really bothers me. Look, I love Rockstar. They're up there with Naughty Dog. Is some of like they make some of the best games, but they like the reason why they're doing this is is not because they're like, oh man, you know, 
GTA, we just want you to have that story. No, they want you to continue to play GTA online so you can pay money in their online casino and pay microtransactions and stuff like that. They're making tons of money. When they're on the list of GTA, it's not just all these people buying new copies. You know they literally have a casino, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not kidding. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, they, they're, <laughs> I don't think that's the only thing they're trying to push you into, but <laughs> that is a, one of yeah, the things. Yeah, it's one of the many things that players are spending yeah. literally millions of dollars and not a single player, but you know what I mean. Um or to buy, you know, the new jet or the new jet pack. Exactly. The Back to the Future car. <laughs> it's to get that, All keep things. that going. And so, yeah, please give that away, whatever. Because really, I, I don't see them doing much more in this game other than being like, okay, here we've updated the graphics a little bit. And it's just running on these new like pieces of hardware that have SSD. So maybe the loading time at the beginning isn't going to be a thousand years. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Give it away. Give it, give that thing away. If you have it, if you've already bought it, there shouldn't be any, well, if you have PS plus, no, just do it. You know what I mean? And so like, yeah. the, okay. So cyberpunk has been moved to a little bit later in the year, especially a game like this where the next gen is happening like a month or two right after now. like GTA was like, I feel like almost a year so that you can kind of understand, but this is like, here's the game. Oh yeah. Here's the new console right yes. after. So it's gotta be the same game. There's, there's no way you guys could have developed two games at once. You just, there's no way. No, absolutely not. And so um, they tweeted this cause like, you know, the, it was announced a while back that smart delivery was going to be a thing for um, Xbox. Um, if you bought it on Xbox one, you have the game, you have the Series X version, quote-unquote. So they tweeted this out. Uh, they said, um, from Cyberpunk at Cyberpunk Game, they said, we are happy to confirm that Cyberpunk 2077 will be backwards compatible. I don't know why they say backwards compatible, because that, I don't know. Yeah, With both next-gen consoles. That doesn't make sense, but... Um, your it sounds PS4. like they're saying you're buying the next-gen version and it'll yeah. work with your current version. This, it's kind of weird. It's very weird. It said your PS4 copy of the game will work on PS5 on launch day. Anyone who buys the game on Xbox One will be able to play their copy on Xbox Series X when the console launches too. And then it says a later upgrade to Cyberpunk 2077 taking full advantage of next-gen hardware will be available for free. So... I mean, it's a given. Both of these consoles are backwards compatible with yeah. the um, with Xbox One and PlayStation Four, and so the it calls into questions basically because this wasn't a thing when uh, the Xbox One and PS Four came out. We just got new versions of the same game, yeah. Tomb Raider Definitive. Just got ripped off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I feel especially bad for like the Xbox people because like the Xbox One is backwards compatible with the 360 at least for for most games and uh they now it is yeah yeah it definitely wasn't then oh really oh maybe i was mistaken at then. launch not even close oh. remember there was an announcement there was an announcement like i think the next e3 after that and that oh, was the big deal you was like right. we're gonna start making everything backwards compat and then there was a list of back compat games and then that list grew and you know slowly games were released and now you know I don't even know how many games. It seems like mm. most games on 360 are now compatible. I see. So now I guess that we're at a point where backwards compatibility is more built and in, baked into the cake. So there, there's the option. It's just like I think it's a lot easier now too. Yeah. You know, between Xbox One and, and Xbox Series X, 
a PS4, or PS5. I mean, it's it's got to be a lot easier. I mean, everything's offered as digital download, anyways. Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no real deal where you have to worry about the discs because you're downloading the game anyways. Even when you buy a disc, you're downloading the entire game. Yeah, which is crazy. I told everyone with Modern Warfare. So <laughs> no it, excuse. No excuse. Exactly. I mean, like you you if I if I go on the uh, the PlayStation Network um, shop and I download Doom. Um, basically if I, if I have, yeah, you can have it play on your Apple watch and the PlayStation. Oh, <laughs> well, doom 2016. If, uh, uh yeah. if I'm playing it on PlayStation four, it'll be this many gigs. But if I'm pl- downloading it on PlayStation four pro, it'll be several gigs more because it's accounting for the fact Is that, that right? it's enhanced. You've already seen that. Yes. I've seen several okay. games. Yeah. Like maybe if there's a game that I had in my library that I haven't played in, like since I had a regular PlayStation four. And I go to download it, it'll be a bigger download because they've have enhanced updates. And so every I wonder what it is. Like yeah. higher textured, you know, items in the game, higher frame rate. I wonder what it is that specifically that makes it bigger. To say, oh, here's the four K assets and I don't know. I, I would I guess I would think that you would get the higher quality thing and then it just wouldn't play at the higher quality level on the lesser console, but it is nice that it doesn't take up as much room if you don't need it. Yeah. That, that would nice. be great. The safe space for the people who don't, don't have the enhanced consoles for sure. But it, it should be that concept moving forward. If you, if you have the game on PlayStation four, it's only going to be a thousand gigs. And if it's on <laughs> PlayStation five, it's going to be 5,000. <laughs> exactly. The games are that's, so big. That's another big, that's the next big thing will be these hard drives. It's just, they're too small. It's, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like one terabyte, it's not even close to enough. You easily need three or four terabytes at this point. That's why people are saying streaming games are the consoles, but we're trying it now and it's really not working. <laughs> but what happens when there's a storm outside, you know, or then you're you not know, allowed to play games. The internet gets knocked out or there's a freaking hurricane like there is down here. No game. It sucks. Yeah. Your games yeah, are it's like, you better have your boot up your PlayStation five. Cause your PlayStation eight will not be playing games. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, let's see. Is there anything else that we talking about? You got anything else? Oh yeah. 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 I forgot about this. Sorry. Um, what'd you think about uh star Wars squadron? You see anything from that? Yeah. I kind of, I kind of watched the trailer for it. So yeah, it looks, it looks fun. You know, it looks like a, much smaller experience than most EA games, especially the uh, Star Wars games that have came out so far. Um, what's the uh, what's the new game? The newest game from? Oh, I, uh, I always forget. It's such a g- generic title. Uh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that game was so big and got such great reviews, and I never got to play it. But mm-hmm. uh, this seems kind of like maybe like a little side thing <laughs> attached to that, like idea um what is it supposed to be 40 dollars i think 40 dollars yeah so to their credit yeah, that, it's a smaller price it seems a little high though honestly to me yeah. even i i was thinking it maybe even should have been less it it looks like fun but it looks like the kind of game to me that would get old pretty quickly yeah <laughs> like i mean the only play dynamic from what i saw is dog fighting so if you're into dogfighting, then I think this would be could be a really fun game, and I don't mind you know some dogfighting games, but 
I, I, that, that concept does get old kind of quickly for me. So, yeah, you know, in, uh, in battlefront, you could fly the, the spacecraft and, and, you know, shoot on the ground and, and shoot the other spacecraft that were flying around. So, yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about it. So like this whole game, like obviously it's cut, you know, cinematically and they made it look really cool, but I don't know if this is really the game for me. I, I'm, I'm hungry for more star Wars games. So I think that part's really cool, but I just, I don't know if this is really the game for me. It, it's one that, you know, if it came to game pass or something, I would probably play it for a little while, but I don't know at $40 if I'm really sold on this one. I think that like, I'm with you on that Luke. I think that like it would get old quick. I think that if that was a main part of a star Wars movie, it would get old because, um, that's not generally how they use their space battles in, in star Wars games with how the uh, star Wars movies, how they, uh, they always yeah. have it. There's a space battle going on that you're paying attention to. And there's something on the ground. It's no that's top going. gun. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's not the main focus generally it, with the exception being the space battle at the end of a new hope, which yeah. is fun from a, like because of the character stuff, not exactly because, Oh my gosh, what a crazy dog fight this is. Um, yeah. that's not like the most fun part about it. It's Luke using, learning to use the force. And so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, if you're into dog fights, if you're into like, uh, flying games, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think there always work works best when it's like one of the, just one of the things that you do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of people were saying, like I had a buddy tell me that like, uh, it feels like something that should have been in, in battlefront too as a part yeah. of that game but instead it was just literally a mode <laughs> yeah or the maybe like you could or maybe like you buy it yeah i mean can you imagine if it was no man's no man's sky style there's a battle going on in the ground someone flies up to fight the battle in, in space yeah and kind of like yeah. lower the the enemy that was the dream yeah that would be the dream wouldn't it <laughs> yeah. but yeah i mean for what it is whatever i'm glad it isn't full 60 because that would just be strange but it looks very EA, you know, as far as like very online focused. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, but it looks cool. It's Star Wars. So. It looks pretty too. It looks very pretty. I thought the, the cinematic looked cool. I thought it was a fun cinematic where it focused on the ba- the Empire mm-hmm. and the Rebel. That was a yeah. a fun thing. And the gameplay looks, looks, you know, like you'd expect. But yeah, yeah, whatever. I thought it was worth mentioning. Of all the EA announcements, I think that was like the biggest one because they did have their their event. But uh, yeah, anyways, um, <laughs> to close us out, I, I forgot about this. I'm just going to say this. A Pokemon Snap 2. It's happening. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, for anyone who is uh, not. How initiated- long has it freaking been, Jordan? Oh, wow. Uh, a long <laughs> a time. hundred years. <laughs> so long. And people have wanted one for so long. Everyone, they wanted one on the Wii and they wanted one on the Wii U. And now, oh my God, here, here it is. They're, they're, they're like, okay, fine. It almost it felt was, like. It was that. GameCube? Game, uh, what, no, it was a N64. Was it? Game Boy? Nintendo oh, 64. wow. First one came out. Crazy. You know, it's one of those games. Like, I've actually went back to it like a few years ago. Like, whipped out the N64 to play it. It's relatively fun. Like, it sounds so stupid, and it kind of is. But <laughs> there's something about it 
that that it, it is just kind of cool because the whole thing is like you take pictures of the pokemon right but you're yeah. interacting with them in ways to be like okay you got to throw this apple out and if you throw it over here this pokemon will interact with this other pokemon and maybe it might cause something to make a new pokemon appear in the environment and it was all <laughs> about secrets and finding secrets and being like i remember like people at school being like oh did you know this pokemon was in the game i was like what like, oh yeah, if you knock Magikarp <laughs> into a whirlpool, it'll come out of the waterfall as Gyarados. I'm like, what? And so it, it was <laughs> all that stuff like that. And so, I mean, we'll see if it works on that same level. Sometimes there's games that work in the past that don't work as well in like the, in today's yeah. you know gaming. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but cool. Anyways, you got anything else, yeah. Luke? I don't think so. Well, great. There's a there's a lot of stuff kind of bubbling up here. I feel like we're heating up for the you know the fall. Yeah. Uh, obviously, all the game announcements. So I'm just excited to like follow the games, honestly, and I'm certainly excited to get back in the theater. So yeah, I'm excited. I feel to like talk we're kind of getting out of the the doldrums of COVID and the coronavirus or COVID and the whole like having to stay at home thing. So oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot of staying at home still, but there is at least like some news coming out, some things happening, and hopefully some more production like starting up for people and getting back to working on movies, TV shows, mm-hmm. as we've been saying. So I think there's a lot to be excited about, even though it's a tough time. Agreed. I agree. It's good to be hopeful. Don't give up on being hopeful. And I think the first half of 2020 may have really sucked, but... Who knows? Maybe we're in for some good stuff, uh, you know, later on. Here comes the, the cross dissolve as a, <laughs> as a, the background of the Zoom meeting is just fire and flame. <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged. <laughs> 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 There's one, like, story that I literally, I see just from this morning. It's just a silly thing. Kind of like last week when I was telling you about that. What was that other movie? Uh, Fincher, David Fincher movie. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman in talks for Michael Mann's Ferrari biopic. So huh. that sounds awesome. Heck yeah. I still need <laughs> to see like that. seeing what Michael Mann's doing. And Hugh Jackman, obviously. Oh, steals yeah. Steals the screen. They're buddies. They're bros. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I about There's this movie that I've been meaning to watch. I'm excited to watch uh, that bad, uh, not bad teachers with a <laughs> oh, yeah. bad, bad, bad education. education. Yeah. <laughs> bad teacher. <laughs> Cameron Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, that, that's been a show. I think that it is a show, isn't it? Is that a show? That, that's a show, man. All right. I agree. All right. Let's well, put a bow on it. We'll see you guys next week. Feel free to share this podcast with a buddy who needs a podcast and leave a nice yes. little review down at the bottom. And I, I would appreciate that. Please do. Yeah. Anyways, have fun out there, Luke. Pleasure as always. Yep. Good to see you, man. All right. See you guys.